Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Conversationalist podcast, episode number two. Um, I'm Westy from Westward Productions, and today I have Big Mo with me here, and we're talking about American politics and voting. Um, with the big president election coming up, this is a topic that I thought would be really interesting to talk about, especially with someone who's following it quite closely. Um, and then also we have the uh, elections here in Ireland at the moment. Uh, firstly, I'm going to start off with housekeeping. So obviously you can find Westbrook Productions on Facebook and also on SoundCloud and Twitter. And I'm also on Patreon. I started that. I'm looking for sponsors there essentially uh, to keep this podcast going because it's actually, uh, it, can, it can be quite costly by the end of it all. Um, but yeah, so you can find basically everything at Westward Productions, uh, specifically soundcloud.com uh, forward slash user um, hyphen 9014491173. Or if you just look up Westward Productions or the Conversationist podcast, you should be able to find it there. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, Twitter at The Converse Pod, capital C and capital P. Um, Obviously, Twitter doesn't allow me to use a long username, so I had to shorten it. Um, so yeah, anyway, I have Big Mo here with me, and uh, he's going to be talking about the system. And so I suppose, hello, and hello. yeah, it's great <laughs> to have you here. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me. So I suppose I'm just going to start off as someone who knows very little about the system. How does it work? Um, what's involved? And what does a president need to be? Well, Westy, uh, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. I've been following the American uh, political race for the 2016 election pretty closely. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm really interested to dialogue with you about this, uh, the American political system. Yeah, that's great. I've actually been really looking forward to this myself. Um, I don't actually know very much about American politics and how they work. So I suppose the first thing I was going to ask you is, well, how does the whole thing work and how is a president elected? Well, the presidential elections occur every four years, um, and so the most recent president um, was President Barack Obama, and he served two terms, so he's been um, since 2008. Presidents uh, can serve up to two terms, which is what George Bush, who was before Barack Obama, and Barack Obama have served. And that came into um, fruition after Franklin D. Roosevelt ran for four terms, and an amendment was suggested saying that it wouldn't be correct for the political system for the same candidate to continue running because it's only one party's views as opposed to the other. Um, there are two major political parties in the US. Uh, the first is the Democratic Party and they would be seen as being more liberal and the second is the Republican Party. Um, okay, so what, so what I'm just getting this from now is, yeah, you're saying that there are two main political parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. Exactly. Um, that's very different to what we have over here in Ireland. Like, we have many different ones. We have Sinn Féin, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Labour, and we have some new ones. So, are you saying that there aren't really many um, no. other political parties, or if there are, you don't really know about them? Um, or is it just that there's the Republicans, the Democrats, and then the Independents? Yeah, that's basically it. Basically it. Um, it's been that way um, for basically since the U.S. was made. Um, originally, there was a Republican Democratic Party. It was this one big party that was formed to try to meet this common goal. Um, but as it led up to the American Civil War, um, splits, ideological splits started forming. Um, and so the Republicans were formed by these anti-slavery activists. As I'm sure you're familiar with the American Civil War yeah. um, between the North and the South. The South wanted to have slaves and the North was like, we can't have that, like, that's not okay. And so the Republicans were founded by these anti-slavery activists. And the first president, of course, the president during the American Civil War was Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And so since then, there have been 18 Republican presidents. The most recent was George W. Bush who's most famously known for um, the Iraq War um, and being um, elected right uh, before the 9-11 attacks in 2001 um, by the terrorist group Al-Qaeda. Um, the Republicans would be much more uh, conservative, would be what they would say their ideology is. Uh, so they're very much into national defense. So that's why I brought up the Iraqi War um, and Afghanistan would be the two major wars that the U.S. has most recently gotten involved in with the Republican Party. Um, so they are very big into fighting terrorism uh, and protecting their own borders um, in regards to immigration as well. Um, they're very traditional in their values. One of the major divides between the Democratic and Republican parties is that 
Republicans are pro-life in regards to abortion. They, they think it's abhorrent and they would not uh, go for that. And that's mainly because uh, they would be more rooted in the, in the Christian uh, religion. And so because of that, they view all life as being precious and they would not want to kill um, a, a child. Democrats, on the other end, um, were founded, the party was founded in 1828 and the first uh, president was Andrew Jackson. Um, and there have been 15 Democratic presidents, so just a few less than the Republicans. It's been relatively um, even, and as I said, the most recent was Barack Obama. Uh, the Democrats are very much into domestic policies as opposed to the Republicans. Um, and what I mean by that is that the Democrats focus on health care reform, educational reform, economic reform, um, and equality is very emphasized in the Democratic Party. So equal wages for women and for men, equal job opportunities, trying to lower unemployment levels. Um, but they're also, another major divide is economics. Because in the Republican view, I don't know, if, have you heard of NAFTA? Um, no, I haven't. What's that? Explain that. NAFTA is uh, what's known as the uh, North American Free Trade Area. And the free trade area basically means, well, the NAFTA is the U.S., Canada and Mexico, um, all of the North American continent, well, Mexico's Central America, but the same kind of idea. Um, and a free trade area basically means all of the countries involved in this free trade area can trade freely with each other. Um, all goods and services can go between countries without any trade barriers. So no tariffs, no external taxes on different countries. So goods can just flow freely between the countries. So to bring that back to an example here, kind of similar to the EU, but with different ideas behind it. Different, exactly. Different things. Okay, so it's kind of similar to that EU structure. So yes, okay. the EU is a customs union, so there's a couple other yeah. external barrier issues, but they're similar enough as they try to merge into one big economic kind of structure. Okay. Um, the Democrats, on the other end, are big into the idea of a moderated economy. And so government intervention plays a big part in their um, economic policies. Um, and so this is, can be seen with, democratic, uh, with demand policies, rather, I'm sorry, that taxation has been seen as a very um, helpful way of maintaining this economic equality that I talked about. And this occurs in, through progressive taxation. And progressive taxation means that they want to maintain the same ratio of tax this as per income that you get. So if you make 20,000, you may get taxed 5,000. But if you make 200,000, you'll get taxed 50,000. So everyone has the same percentage of wealth. And so, okay. whereas Republicans, they want less taxing on the rich, which has caused a bit of a divide between the two parties as well. Um, so yeah, they, they'd be the two major parties. Um, I mean, in this election, there is Michael Boom, Michael Bloomberg, who is the uh, ex-mayor of New York, uh, is considering running as an independent, um, but very rarely would they ever come into the, the political sphere in the U.S. Okay, well, yeah, okay, so, yeah, you've been talking now about the Republicans and the Democrats, and I suppose one of the things is that I found that people in America seem to identify themselves with one of the parties, mm -hmm. so would say, like, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, why do you think this is a thing? Like in Ireland, um, like I don't think anyone would really go around saying that, you know, I'm a Labour or I'm a Finn Gael or something like that. It's something I think that's kind of almost unique to America that they'd mm -hmm. say that they're, you know, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. What, what do you think about this? Is, the, is this something? Well, I, as I mentioned earlier about the American Civil War, it, the whole idea of slavery really drove a divide um, between the country. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was a horrific battle, um, uh, battle, war. <laughs> um, and this, the idea of slavery, this idea of equality um, drove a wedge between um, different versions of society, different um, wealth spheres. Um, and so a lot of Republicans um, would be more Southern, um, as I said, more Christian, um, and Democrats would be more liberal. Um, a lot of people on the West Coast, such as California um, and Washington State, would uh, identify as Democratic. Um, they marijuana um, and kind of the whole idea of stoners um, would be, a lot of Democrats would be into that. So when one of the Democratic candidates, uh, Bernie Sanders, who's also a New York, New York resident, um, 
said that he would make sure to legalize marijuana. Um, a lot of Democratic um, individuals kind of moved over to wanting to vote for him um, as he promised them something that would be a big issue for them. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, there you've mentioned, you've mentioned um, one of the pres presidential runners. Um, so actually, who then are the, well, the current, I believe there are six, is it? Eight, six, eight? Six. Currently left um, at this moment in time. Um, do you by any chance have a list of all of the, who started or just... Well, some? yes, yeah. yes. Um, and when I said six, there, there's, there are eight in total. There are six okay. Republican candidates and there are two Democratic candidates. Um, and before I, I go into who all has been running, uh, the Democratic candidate list is much shorter because we've had a Democratic president for the last uh, two terms. And so when I mentioned that the Franklin D. Roosevelt issue of him running for four terms um, and how they said it would be wrong for the same candidate to be able to continue running is because as Franklin D. Roosevelt was part of the Democratic um, Party, the Republicans were dissatisfied with this because they wanted to be able to have their own say as they had these deep ideological um, divides between them, different uh, policies. And so as there has been a Democratic president for the last eight years, um, support for the Democrats has slowly declined um, with issues such as Obamacare. Um, a lot of Americans feel as if Obama's presidency hasn't um, produced as much success as they would have liked. Um, that although his policies may seem like a good idea, none of them have really um, worked. And one of the biggest issues has been Planned Parenthood, um, especially with the now the Republican kind of domination um, as this whole idea of Planned Parenthood is funding this, these abortion, pro-abortion, pro-choice um, clinics and a lot of Republicans are not happy with this and so because of this many more um, citizens have sided with the Republicans which means there will be more candidates um, and the Democrats have realized there's not as big a chance of the Democrat becoming president um, and so because of that there have been less candidates. Um, okay right yeah so then yeah the the Presidential runners, I suppose. Um, yeah, who who do we have? Obviously, I'm sure I'm sure everyone who listens to this will obviously have heard of some of the really big names like Donald Trump. Yes, oh, um, the famed Donald uh, Trump. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah we'll go to anyway in here. Let's hear let's hear the list of them anyway. Um, well, who don't really know or before I get to uh, <clears throat> Mr. Trump, uh, the Democrats. Um, one of the the biggest name that came out of the Democratic Party for this nomination is Hillary Clinton. Um, and Hillary Clinton would be known because her husband, Bill Clinton, became president in 92. And so he, he was very well known. He was known as being very successful. And so Hillary Clinton has worked as the Secretary of State uh, under President Obama. There's been a bit of a scandal with her um, due to Benghazi, which is an international situation um, in which some U.S. hostages um, were held. The U.S. ambassador was killed in international territory, um, and Clinton and Obama um, withheld some information from the public, which has been brought up um, kind of to you know, dirty her name um, in this presidential election, which always happens. Um, the other major um, Democratic candidate is Bernie Sanders, who I mentioned about the marijuana. Yes. Uh, he's from New York. He's older. He's like 73 or 74. Um, okay. Real strong accent, but. Um, he, he's very for the people, um, and for the most part, I, the majority of his policies seem to be um, all right. His economic, um, economically, he doesn't seem to have as much prowess because he hasn't worked in that area. Um, but he's he's struck society is kind of, you know, new and kind of exciting because Clinton's been on the scene for so much longer that Sanders is kind of this new face. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fresh, and I think people like that. Um, but there are four other Democratic candidates, three of which no one will have ever heard of because they dropped out before the primaries. Oh, um, okay. And so the primaries are basically these preliminary elections that will happen in different states. Um, the first of which was in, in Iowa uh, a couple weeks ago. The second was in New Hampshire, which was just a few days ago. And the third will be in South Carolina on the 20th of February. Um, so th those three candidates, it was Jim Webb, Lincoln uh, Shafi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, and Lawrence uh, Lessig, I might have also pronounced that wrong. Um, Martin O'Malley also stayed in the race for a little while. Um, he never really picked up traction. He had a very small percentage of the votes, um, but he hung on, um, and then he dropped out, um, I think, after Iowa. Um, the Republicans has been a much more interesting race to follow because... The Democratic has felt kind of like a you know like a dog fight. It's just been two people kind of struggling for this. Um, 
most famously is Donald Trump, who's this big yeah. entrepreneur, um, also known for making some pretty controversial claims um, in regard to immigration and foreign policy and his uh, wall between Mexico and the U.S. Mm, yes, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure most people have heard of that. I certainly heard of that. I'm not hearing of very much, but I had heard of that. And yeah, there's some very um, interesting controversy surrounding him, yeah. Yes. Um, that's, um, <laughs> the, the second other candidate that people also feel like is kind of a dogfight with Trump is um, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is this Texas senator. He's, he's new, um, also kind of new on the scene, um, kind of like Sanders. Cruz became a senator only uh, a few years ago, so he's only been a one-term senator, and he's already running, which has struck a few people by surprise as to how well he's doing because he hasn't had as much experience in the political sphere. Um, and actually, and this leads me to the next name, Marco Rubio is also a first-time senator. Um, he's an interesting situation because um, his parents aren't American. He was born in the U.S., but his parents are uh, immigrants. And so Trump spent a, a lot of time kind of looking into this as to, you know, it, could you really run? He did the same thing with Cruz because Cruz was born in the U.S., but there's issues with Canada and where his parents were from. So there's a very there's very strict guidelines as to running for the U.S. Uh, presidency. You need to be 35. You need to have been born in the U.S. and you need to have lived in the U.S. for the last 14 years. And that last part, I mean, is a really random time period, but it's kind of to explain so you know the most recent political issues in the U.S. So you're keeping up to date with the news. Um, obviously, being born as a U.S. citizen would make sense if you're going to end up as commander in chief. Yeah. Being 35 is just like just an age maturity thing, yeah. I guess. Um, you've also got Ben Carson. Ben Carson's a, a, a black candidate, um, so he's also he's the second really to make a, a prominent statement, I guess, uh, after Obama. He uh, is a very devout Christian, I think would be the way to put it. He's come up with some uh, pretty controversial statements as well. He compared uh, or abortion to slavery um, and has also said that the pyramids were used um, to store grain um, originally. Oh, yes, I'd heard of this, but I, did, I didn't hear anything about it and we won't go into it. But yeah, no, I had heard, I had heard a little bit about that and some, yeah, some other controversies coming out of that. Yeah. So some people are finding it a little bit difficult to take him seriously at this point. Yeah. Um, you've also got Jeb Bush. Uh, the, the name Bush is controversial in the U.S. right now um, because he would be the third Bush to become a president. You had George H.W., um, and then you had Clinton, and then you had George W. Bush. Um, everyone liked H.W., who's only in for one term. George W. Bush, a lot of people don't like how he responded to 9-11 and getting involved in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, and so he kind of left the office and kind of marred. Um, and so having a third Bush has been interesting. A lot of people thought it would be a Bush v. Clinton race, um, as both of them have had family members that have been president. But he's actually, he's slipped in the polls. He's not doing as well as a lot of people thought he would. Um, but he's, he's a candidate to watch out for. Um, and also the other one that's still in the race is uh, Kasich, John Kasich. Um, he's, he'd be seen as a moderate Republican. He focuses a lot on economic policies as well. Um, I don't know quite as much about him, but he seems, he's very, um, he's kind of trying to follow that straight and narrow. He's not really straying hard line or super liberal, so he's, he's just trying to stay moderate, I guess. Um, I mentioned these primaries, uh, the Iowa primary and the New Hampshire primary. Now, after each of these primaries, certain candidates will drop out. Um, if they don't pick up the amount of votes they need, they'll drop out and just really, when they realize they don't really have a chance. Yeah. So it's, it, and just to clarify that, it's them choosing to drop out. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're being forced out or... Yeah, they it, choose it. They, they choose it to, because they're losing money or they're not getting enough votes, yeah. Okay. The, the presidential process is extremely expensive. Um, sure, so, yeah. I mean, Trump is a billionaire, so obviously money is an issue for him. Uh, Jeb Bush has a lot of money going to his campaign. Kasich doesn't have as much money. Um, he's so... And Sanders has been a big thing because he's really funded his own campaign um, because there's this whole idea of presidential candidates being bought out by corporations. Um, and so Sanders is funding his own campaign so that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you start running out of money or you just you aren't picking up the press, I mean, there's no point in continuing to run. So after New Hampshire, um, Carly Fiorina, who's a female candidate uh, for the Republicans, dropped out. She didn't pick up like any... Um, any votes whatsoever. I think in, in New Hampshire, she got 4.1% of the vote. 
um, compared to Trump, who got over 35%. So it's a massive divide. I mean, there's no chance she was going to get anything there. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to stop you there. This is probably something that is probably so simple to you, but how does the the point system and the voting system work? Like um, you were saying Trump had 35. Yeah. Like what's that out of? How does, how does that work? I mean, well, it's out of 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, yes, uh, I got it, that, yeah. <laughs> um, and so in, in Iowa, a certain amount of people will register to vote. Um, so uh, when you turn 18, you can register to vote in the state that you're resident in. Um, so, for example, if I was a resident in Virginia, um, I would register for that state, and then in Super Tuesday is when Virginia votes. And Super Tuesday happens on the 1st of March of the political year. So obviously the 1st of March 2016, 15 different states hold their primaries, these preliminary uh, elections. And so Virginia is one of these states. And so each person would vote, and the total, obviously, would be that 100%. Um, and so, for example, Trump got 35%. Okay, so if a hundred people that well, okay, if a hundred thousand people voted, yeah. Trump would have gotten thirty-five thousand of those votes. Okay, yeah, so it's it's a percentage of how yes. many people voted. Exactly, Obviously, there went a hundred thousand. There was probably many, many more. Yes, but yeah, okay, exactly. So it's a percentage of those votes. Okay, yeah. but not necessarily everyone in the state will vote. There's this yeah. whole idea that the Republicans have a better turnout to elections than Democrats do, because okay. I, I don't know why that is, but they just yeah. they tend to appear more um, to get their own agenda put across. But yeah, as I said, uh, Carly Fiorina dropped yeah, out. Sorry, yeah, back to um, yeah, back to the and candidates. Chris Christie also dropped out. He he was an interesting one. He was a New Jersey um, governor, and um, he, he's a big guy. Um, but he uh, he he dropped out. Um, he just didn't pick. He got I think seven percent of the vote. Um, but he really he slashed into Rubio in the debate um, right before the New Hampshire. Um, yes, and this is actually something that I'll mention later on, um, just a note, just wondering what these debates are. We won't get into that now. I'll ask you that later. Sorry, continue on. Um, so before that, those were the two that dropped out after New Hampshire because uh, they didn't get much of the vote and there was no point in them continuing. Um, in Iowa, uh, Rick Santorum dropped out. I don't know as much about Rick, um, but he really, he just, he didn't get anything. Um, I think he got like 1% of the vote. Um, and so he just, he wasn't able to pick up traction. He didn't have the money behind him, the policies, the persona. Um, he dropped out. A guy named Rand Paul also dropped out, which was an interesting um, for him to drop out after Iowa. I don't know if that was a, a money issue because he, he came in fifth um, in Iowa out of like the, the 12 that were in there. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to see him kind of drop out so quickly. Um, so that was a bit of a blind side. But um, he also just didn't, you know, he just didn't make it through, I guess. Um, the other that dropped out after Iowa was Mike Huckabee. Uh, he's run for president, I don't know how many times, like two or three different times. And he just has, he's never really gotten up there. So he, once he, he got like 1% of the vote, like he just didn't. Um, and there were actually, there were five more um, who dropped out before the primaries even happened just because they never picked up traction. Because some people will be like, oh, maybe I should run for president. But then they realize, oh, I don't have the money behind this. I can't do this. Um, so it was like Bobby Jindal, Scott Walker, George Pataki, Lindsey Graham, and uh, Rick Perry were all, they all dropped out before the, the primaries even started. Okay, that, that, that's interesting. You said obviously they didn't realize that they had to, certain things that they had to bring. So um, one of the things you mentioned is policies. Now, not without getting into this, is so do the candidates have to bring, a po bring policies with them? And is that kind of one of the things that gets them noticed or gets people to like them that they're doing a certain policy. Well, yeah, well... Without mentioning any, just obviously... Like... There are specific policies. Um, so when I mentioned this whole idea of economic policy, this idea of taxation, yeah. um, and so Democrats like this whole idea of progressive taxation, as I mentioned, of this ratio of how much you'll get taxed according to how much you make a year. Um, that would be a policy. So... Um, Clinton and Sanders would both say, Ooh, we really need some progressive taxation. You know, we, we need to make sure that everyone's getting the same amount taxed you know, off of our uh, income. Whereas Republicans don't like that. They want a flat tax just on income, whatever. Because there are separate taxes for states and for localities. And so the taxes could skyrocket depending on what state you're in. Like, for example, the state of Tennessee has a 10% sales tax. And so over here, I know, uh, living in Ireland, that if you pay one euro for a chocolate bar, 
you pay one euro. If you go to the States, you pay a dollar for a chocolate bar, you'll end up paying a dollar ten cent because they add the tax onto everything. And so okay. different states will have different laws. And so because of that, these policies will affect different states differently, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, no, I, yeah, I get that and I understand that. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I suppose then, yeah, I just wanted to get a list then. Do you have a list then of the currently running candidates yes. that are still there? Just quickly yeah, run through Yeah, I'll just quickly just run through this. So that people can hear And I've also realized that I have missed Jim Gilmore, who is also kind of hung on there somewhere. I'm not really sure where he's... Democrat or Republican? He's a Republican. He's a Republican. Um, I haven't really followed him at all. Um, but he's, yeah, I have this name here. Um, so the, the six that are still remaining in the Republican Party is Donald Trump, Ted Cruz... Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, Jeb Bush, and John Kasich. And as I said, I'm not really sure what Gilmore's situation is. He might be and he might out. I mean, if he is, then okay, but I don't know. Um, and the only two that are left in the Democratic race, this dogfight, is Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting living, obviously living in Ireland, I don't, I'm not very clued into the whole system and what's going on and the polls and all of this kind of stuff. Um, but... There are definitely some interesting controversies that do mm. come overseas and go around. And uh, we're not going to get into the details of them, but obviously Trump has had a lot of controversy surrounding him. Mm -hmm. um, without going into details, how would you describe him or just a brief yeah. <laughs> you know, statement of what he seems to stand for? Yeah, you know... A lot of Republican. He's caused a bit of a split in the Republican Party because he's he's very non-traditional, um, and so his view. He's not afraid to say what he wants to say. Yeah, actually, I'd have I'd, ha yeah. I'd have to agree with that. I was um, I was watching there an interview on Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, it was I I can't remember how old it is. It's probably a, it's a good few weeks old because he was talking about how he's. 42% up in some of the polls and that there were four, there were still 14 candidates there. So that's obviously a while ago. Um, but uh, no, it was very interesting hearing some of the stuff he said. And he was very clear and very explicit in uh, what he wanted. Um, and it was interesting just to see the audience's reactions because um, he'd say one thing that was maybe a little bit controversial and that a lot of people might be against and ever and, the, and there would but there'd still be people there clapping and cheering him on mm -hmm. and saying that's great yeah. and um, then he'd say something else or Jimmy Kimmel would say the opposite he'd say okay well this is what people against you think mm -hmm. and then you'd hear more uproar in the audience of people going woo yeah and, cla mm -hmm. and clapping and on which was very uh, it was interesting to see because there was both sides and then of course actually there was the really funny moment where he said something quite controversial and no one said anyone but there was one guy in the back of the room just going yeah <laughs> clapping him on and then so jimmy kim jimmy said to him then oh there's your one supporter up there and uh and then Donald Trump replied to him, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, that's probably a conservative. And I was just like, wow, okay. So he kind of knows some of his controversies and what he might label his supporters. But um, anyway, that was something anyway about Trump that kind of mm. came through. And there are many things that have crossed uh, crossed the seas um, about Trump and his controversies. Um, but I suppose one of the things I heard recently... Um, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> and one of the things I heard recently was that... Um, there are these, I believe, Republican debates, or I don't even know if there are Democrat debates as well, mm. but, and they, Trump didn't attend one of these, and there was something about, there was some controversial thing about it. I suppose my question is, what are these debates, and do Republicans have them, and do Democrats? Yeah, yeah, what are they? So these debates are basically opportunity. The top, well, it's either six or eight, the top candidates will all stand on the stage, um, and they are basically to debate different issues. Sorry, so is it specifically Republican no. or Democratic, or is it both? No, it's both. Okay? It's both, okay. So the Democratic debates, I mean, have been much smaller. Obviously, there's only two or three candidates. Yeah. Um, and so, as I said, it's basically just been Clinton and Sanders kind of arguing against each other on everything. Um, whereas the Republicans, it's been more fluctuation as to who's on the stage. Um, there is a secondary Republican debate where the bottom candidates debate, but no one really watches it. Um, I mean, okay, maybe I misspoke. I'm sure people watch it, but the main one would be those top candidates. Um, so, yeah, uh, these are all run, the Republican debates at least, are all run by Fox. Um, and so you've kind of got, just like you've got the two hardline parties, you've also got hardline news um, 
news channels. And so Fox would be really conservative and they would follow the Republican Party. They'd be super biased against the Democrats. They'd paint everything the Democrats do as like evil. Um, MSNBC would do the exact same thing about Republicans. So those are your two hardcore sides. You've got Fox and you've got MSNBC. The Republican debate, uh, as I said, is moderated by Fox News. Uh, one of the major Fox News uh, moderators is a woman named Megyn Kelly. Um, Trump has a bit of an issue with Megyn Kelly. Um, he thinks that uh, she was unfairly biased against him, uh, and so because of that, he chose to boycott uh, the debate before um, the Iowa uh, caucus, or the Iowa primary. Um, and that ended up not really hurting his polls as much as everyone thought it would, um, because obviously no one boycotts the the debates, but he just thought, you know, it's not really worth it for me to go onto a stage and get bombarded by a moderator. Um, and so this whole scandal kind of blew up with him being like, ooh, I'm not going to go. And then after the debate, he hosted his own televised, like, discussion <laughs> <A tear>. <laughs> for, <laughs> like, an hour and a half of him discussing everything off the debate. Oh, Basically right. an opportunity for everyone to hear everything he wanted to say. So that's kind of, that's how that played out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard many things about that so that people can hear what people wanted to say. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's interesting. So how are these debates then set up? Is it um, a series of debates? Is it just one debate? Mm. Or? Well, there are, there's a number of debates. So okay. I think there, mm, uh, there might be five debates before the primaries even start. Um, the first, and then between each primary, there will be one more debate, okay? So there's one right before Iowa, there's one right before New Hampshire, and as I said, the North Carolina primary, or the South Carolina primary, my bad, is the 20th of February. And so, I think it might be Thursday, next Thursday, um, there will be another debate between the top Republican candidates. Now that there's only six, all six of them will be on the stage. Um, so... Yeah, these, these are kind of spaced apart, um, and so the moderators will bring up a topic. So, say ISIS, because ISIS has been a really major issue right now yeah. for um, national security. Even with North Korea, their new uh, their missile launch, that was most recently brought up. Actually, that's a better example. That was most recently brought up in the debate before New Hampshire. Um, so, the moderator will bring up the topic, like, ooh, what do you think should happen um, after this rocket launch, or... Uh, a candidate mentioned your view on this. Do you have anything to say? A candidate's given 60 seconds to respond. Okay, um, that's interesting, yeah. And then like a bell will ding or some other sound will notify them. They technically have another like 10, 15 seconds before a moderator will cut them off, kind of being like, okay, <laughs> thanks, like that's enough. Um, if another candidate is mentioned in the answer, so if Trump is responding and says something about Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is then given 30 seconds to respond to that. And so they can kind of bounce off each other. And then when that's kind of done, they'll raise another question. And it kind of follows in that manner. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, and how long do these debates generally go on for? Is it like an hour? Or is it like two hours, 40 minutes? They can range between around two to three and a half hours. So okay. they're, they're lengthy uh, processes. And they do, they do change. Like it's not like... I don't know, like a set time, like they've got to be on TV for this slot of an hour or this slot of It'll hours. fluctuate. Okay, it, it, yeah. it does fluctuate, okay. Um, okay, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on there. Um, I, You've just informed me on a lot that I really haven't a clue of anything about. Um, and I suppose one of the things is just that we hear very little of it unless we go searching for it. Um, yeah. But obviously with Donald Trump being such a big controversy and such a big front runner that, you know, it, it does actually, the information does cross seas. Um, it's quite funny, you mentioned, um, oh, or, oh, you mentioned a few a few different things, but I think one of the things I picked up on, which I thought was quite funny as you were talking about, you quickly mentioned ISIS and uh, mm. all these different things. Uh, I thought I thought it was quite funny. There was a thing on Facebook, and uh, it was just it was just a picture, and it basically stated a bunch of facts. And I I I doubt the facts are real, but it was like the amount of Americans killed by ISIS last year four, the amount of Americans killed by furniture last year seventeen, <laughs> and the amount of Americans oh. killed by guns last year, and it was over thirty thousand. Oh, dude, it's and, rough. And I was just like, this is a really interesting statement. I doubt I can't 
agree with the validity of mm. how, like if these numbers are real or true. Um, but I thought that was an interesting statement, and it was uh, it was by uh, an American Facebook page, um, and I just thought that was very funny. And the caption was, um, "So where do our problems really lie?" And I thought that was interesting. Obviously, there's loads of controversies going yeah. on overseas overseas about that. Um, and that's kind of one of the big things are the gun policies and the different things yeah. going on there. Um, I don't know if you want to comment on that. If you don't, that's fine. There's, yeah, there's I mean, there, what the problem is in the U.S. right now, um, I mean, what a, another main ideological divide between the Democrats and Republicans is the whole idea of gun control. Um, and so Obama recently, um, after you know the, the shootings out in like Colorado and in California and San Bernardino, um, He's increasingly trying to find ways to engage with the country and bring up this idea of how gun violence is affecting the country. Um, but so they they would stress for more gun control um, and trying to limit you know the amount that's going on due to all these mass murders and stuff. Um, whereas Republicans hold on to the Second Amendment and the Second Amendment of the American Constitution is the right to bear arms. Um, and it's discussed the idea of an organized militia um, shall be able to bear arms, this right shall never be infringed. That's paraphrased. But basically, what Republicans say is, hey, we have a right to have guns. You can't take that away from us. It's in our Constitution. And so Democrats are like, yeah, but you see what's going on here. We need to restrict this. Otherwise, there's just going to be more gun violence. For a developed country, the U.S., has skyrocketed amounts of gun violence, like per citizen. I think there might even be more guns than there are people in the U.S. right now. Um, that, with, that that wouldn't surprise it, me. Massive. I, I, that wouldn't surprise me. There are many statistics like that, like around the world. I just one. It's randomly and it's not very related, but there are more sheep than people in New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's similar. It's, yeah, it, it, it's it, yeah, it's kind of like. In some senses. Yeah, so there's definitely, it's been a major draw right now in the U.S. This is focus on the amount of people killed by guns. Even accidental deaths, like children playing with guns and stuff. But Obama can't do anything about it because um, the Republicans have, you know, the majority in Congress. Uh, so he cannot pass a law without the legislative system shutting that down. And so, yeah, just actually since I mentioned that, the, the U.S. Uh, government has three branches. It's got this executive okay. branch, a legislative branch, and a judicial branch. Um, so the executive is the president, the vice president, etc. The legislatives like Congress, the Senate, uh, the House of Representatives. So basically that's where everything goes through. So like when a bill to be ratified and stuff would go through Congress, would go through the House of Representatives, etc. Um, and the the judicial system is is the um, the Supreme Court, you know, where all of the like court cases go through, um, and so yeah, Obama can't do anything about it, um, and so he's kind of stuck. So he the Democrats can't get their agenda across, but the Republicans can't really get any of their agenda across either. And so there's kind of this, there needs to be give and take, but that's not happening between because of this divide. Okay, I guess, I guess that was the last question then that I wanted to ask. It was the last thing kind of on my mind that I was wondering. Um, so you mentioned about all these different areas. Um, the policies, just bringing, go, coming back to that again, the policies, mm -hmm. do, do you, um, can people make new policies um, or does it, does it kind of go through Congress or does it, is it, mm -hmm. could, could a presidential candidate um, say that when I get elected, I want to make this a policy. Okay, well, yeah, let me clarify. So a policy, um, a, a president would pass a bill, okay, is what okay. would be. So a, a policy is kind of your idea of what should happen, okay? Um, so if you have, you want to have, for example, Bernie Sanders um, has, wants to develop this economic policy of free state school tuition for university. So for like the, the university. For university. For university. Okay. So you've got state schools, you've got public schools, you've got private schools, like in any other school, yeah. any other country rather. And so um, even state schools can be expensive. For example, private schools can be 30 grand. Like I think the University of Notre Dame might be $60,000 a year. Wow. Like yeah. it, it's massive. State schools might be more like 15000 a year, but it's still a lot of money. That's still, yeah. That's so crazy. Bernie Sanders wants to pursue this policy of making state tuition free. Um, which, you know, could work, but 
Yeah, it would be very hard to implement um, because obviously, then where's the money going to go? Like, where's the money going to come from for the school? Um, so these policies would be the different ideas and different takes that people have that they want to implement a policy and they'll do that through a bill. And so that bill will then go through Congress. Now so it's, yeah, so it's more the, it's more the bill than yeah. it's the actual, the, exactly. Yeah. Um, I suppose then finally then I suppose, do you have the polls for us, the current polls that we could have a look well, at? Well, I do. Yes. Um, the most recent poll, well, I mean, I'm sure there've been thousands, but like the most recent is off this New Hampshire. Um, primary. So, as I said, there's been two primaries. There's another one coming up. The, the Iowa primary, um, Ted Cruz came out on top for the Republicans. He got 27.6%. Um, now, the, again, getting back to the system of the percentages, is that 27. Sorry, 6? 6, 27.6%. Yeah. Is that of the Republicans or of the Republicans? Of them? Okay, just the Republicans. Yes. Okay. So, if you are registered, you register either as a Republican, as a Democrat, or an Independent. If you register as a Republican, you have to vote in the Republican primary. You cannot vote for a Democrat for their nomination. Okay. Yeah. So the nomination, obviously, that's what they're fighting for. And then the Republican nominee will face the Democratic for the presidency. At that point, you can vote for either. Okay, sorry. Now I'm just noticing one thing that I didn't realize. So you actually, it's, they section it off till, so you have the Republicans and the Democrats. And then when they come to the top, it's the top ones that fight off yes. the place. So basically, for example, there's six left. As I told you, you've got Trump, Cruz, Rubio, Carson, Bush, and Kasich as the Republicans, and Clinton and Sanders as the Democrats. Okay, so to clarify what I'm saying, then it's not all eight of them aren't against each other. No. It's the six that are against, and then the two that are against. Yeah. And then at the end, they'll be put against each other. So <clears throat> the, the nominee, the two nominees will face off. July 18th to like 21st is the Republican nomination like time. So that's when the Republican nominee will be chosen, okay? Whether that's Cruz or Trump or any of the other people. The Democratic, I think, is also in July. Um, and so say if it's Trump versus Clinton, um, I could either vote for Trump or I could vote for Clinton. And that will be, then be decided November 8th when the presidential election is. Um, but it could also, you know, it could be Sanders and Carson. But during the primaries, as they go for the nomination, I would have to only vote for a Republican. I couldn't, uh, if I was registered as a Republican, I couldn't vote for Clinton or Sanders for the nomination. I could vote for them for the presidency, but not for the nomination. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so Cruz um, won Iowa um, by a margin of around 3%. Trump, Trump came second with 24%, even though he boycotted the debate. And Rubio came third at 23. Um, Carson then came fourth, um, far below that. He got like 9%, and I mean, it goes down from there. Um, and then New Hampshire, what most recently happened, actually, hold on, I'll go to the Democrats for Iowa, actually. Um, so it was really, really close. So Martin O'Malley was still in the race at this point. He only got 0.6%. Like, he didn't get anything. Clinton and Sanders, it was almost a deadlock. It was really, really close. Um, Clinton won by a margin of 0.3%. It was tiny. Wow. So Clinton got 49.9% and Sanders got 49.6%. So it was basically a tie, but it's kind of, Clinton's like, ooh, this is a great victory, and Sanders is like, fair enough, that was a tie. It's kind of how the two of them came out from that. But New Hampshire, um, as we kind of cut out uh, a couple candidates, um, as I told you, we lost Santorum, Ron Paul, and uh, Rand Paul, and Mike Huckabee. Trump won New Hampshire by a lot. He got 35%. Um, and this was followed by John Kasich, who kind of just came out of nowhere. Um, his kind of economic policies met the moderates a little bit more. He got 15%. Cruz came third with 11. Bush came fourth with 11 and Rubio came fifth with 10.6. Wow, yeah, so, that's a massive drop so from yeah. the 35 down to the 15, was he, it? Yeah, he blew wow. them out of the water. Um, wow. But yeah, Rubio really got dealt a blow because he came third in Iowa, but then he drops down to fifth um, because in the debate before New Hampshire, he got caught out by Chris Christie. So I, I mentioned the debate, how he kind of like slaughtered him, that Chris Christie kind of brought up this idea that Rubio is only a first-time senator. Now, Cruz is as well, but Cruz really knows how to talk off the cuff. That Rubio kind of had this, like, 25-second speech that he kept rehearsing, saying, you know, 
oh, we keep acting like Obama doesn't know what he's doing, but he does know what he's doing. He's trying to reshape America and make us like the other countries. We don't want that. We're the greatest country in the world, is basically what he said. Christie was like, okay, you're not actually answering any questions. You're just coming up with a rehearsed speech. Rubio responds by saying the exact same thing, and it happened two or three different times. And so that really just drops his percentages. People are like, he can't think like off the cuff like that. Why would we vote for him? Yeah, I, I, I just heard something about that as well. And there was, um, I was watching different interviews with uh, actually Sarah Palin and Donald Trump and a few others. And that was one thing that they were talking about that actually one thing that can really make or break a candidate is um, whether they can talk off the cusp or if they're actually, if they're learning off speeches. Um, and actually that was uh, one thing that was interesting that was mentioned about Barack Obama that actually he, um, sits there and reads many of his speeches and he actually delivers them very well but then he's also able to deliver in just randomly just being able to say things and say things that people like and are interested in so um, yeah, continue and also yeah so these democrats uh, is the other thing for new hampshire um sanders really he he blew clinton out of the water he he really won it so he got 60 percent of the vote um and clinton only got 38 percent um, and so, yeah, then Martin O'Malley got like 0.3% and then he dropped out. Um, so, yeah, Sanders also, I mean, he's closer to New York. He appealed to those Democrats. Um, he's been called a socialist. So he really, he, you know, appealed to that northern state more. Um, I think what's going to be interesting later on as we move to South Carolina, the Democrats are, aren't going to South Carolina first, they're going to Nevada. Um, and so then when the Republicans go to Nevada, the Democrats will then go to South Carolina. Um, that it's likely that Clinton's going to win the more southern states because she's a little bit more in the middle as to where she is between the two lines. So it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting election to, to, to watch from this for sure. Yeah, it certainly does sound very interesting and I'll definitely be keeping a bit more of a close eye on things um, as we come closer to the date. Um, so thank you very much anyway, Big Mo, for give, going through all of that. Um, mm -hmm. It's been fantastic having you here. Um, I suppose, listeners, one of the things that I'll now be doing, and I haven't been into much of a routine yet, but one of the things I'm going to do at the end of each podcast is talk about news and news from different areas. So main news and then TV and film and then games, three different things that um, I'm very interested in and would have kind of an opinion on. So I suppose they'll pretty much just be bulletins about things that have happened in the last week or the last two weeks. Um, and so I suppose I'm just going to start off with the news. Um, one of the things that caught my eye was um, in Nigeria, they have started um, using the jihadist group over there, have started using uh, female suicide bombers, which actually came up uh, in the Irish Times and the Irish mm. Independent. And it was really quite um, a shocking and quite a sad thing to see um, that they're using any gender now. And it's just, it's one thing that's just continuing on. Uh, close your ears now if you, um, if you can close your ears, uh, if you haven't heard the results of the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, um, Denver Broncos um, with their quarterback of um, Peyton Manning uh, beat uh, the Carolina Panthers and it was 24 to 10 and that was just there gone last weekend. Um, so yeah, that was a big thing that was going on. Uh, so next I guess we'll move on to uh, TV and film um, and it's just pretty much some bulletins that today on the 12th of February, 2016, uh, Deadpool, it's the release date of that. Mm, Deadpool. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. A lot of people are very excited for that. Um, it's, it's a different, it's a different, definitely a different of, take, uh, a different take the whole anti hero kind of things. idea. Yeah. yeah um, so that'll be interesting to see how that develops and what people think of that. Um, and then I suppose one of the other things that then there started on the 21st of January was uh, DC's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, which is, looks very interesting. They've got a whole bunch of characters from um, different DC TV shows that have been running over the past few months and years. So that'll be interesting to see how that kind of comes together um, and watch that. Um, and then finally, I suppose games, there's been, oh, there's, there's loads of things to talk about in all three of these topics, but I suppose games, uh, a few of the things, um, 
there was a release of the third installment of Assassin's Creed Chronicles uh, Russia and with that release they then decided to release the trilogy um, which was available to purchase on Tuesday and uh, that contained Assassin's Creed China, Assassin's Creed India and Assassin's Creed Russia and um, that'll be one thing that, to keep the eye on that'll be interesting it's kind of an indie take um, on the game of Assassin's Creed so it's very indie, interesting because India yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, not only that, then, I suppose, uh, there was a bunch of announcements in a bunch of different games, and uh, Ubisoft announced a lot of things, but I suppose one of the things that came through that I'm really interested in is Tom Clancy's The Division, um, and they announced that there is going to be an open beta uh, on its there's early access for people on Xbox One and that's on the 18th of February and that then everyone else will be able to access that on PlayStation 4 and PC on the 19th of February and that runs through to the 21st um, so that's an open beta, which means anyone can go along and play that and download it. Um, also, a note for you people who played the closed beta, um, you won't have to reinstall. There's just an update, which I actually received yesterday evening. Um, there's an update for that, um, so you don't have to worry about having to reinstall or get a new, get a new game. Um, yeah, so that's all our news. I want to thank you again very much. Well, thank um, you for having me. for being on the podcast. Um, of course, yeah, as always, there's all the there's all the different things I mentioned at the beginning. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and all that. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that um, say I do bonus podcasts that I put on SoundCloud. And uh, one of the things that we'll be doing later, myself and Big Mo will be doing a bonus podcast. We will be playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 uh, Zombies. Uh, we'll actually be podcasting while we do that for a bit of fun. Um, and... Uh, we want to just plug it here that uh, Big Mo, what is your, what do you play on? What do you do? Well, I, I'm a PlayStation guy. I know your Xbox is a little yeah. controversial, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a shameless plug for my uh, gamer tag. I'm a Sledgy23. That's S L E D G I E two three. Uh, so if you want to hit me up on there, um, and I'll absolutely destroy you guys at Black Ops. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, actually to add to that, then uh, my gamer tag on Xbox is Westinator X. That's capital W and a capital X. Um, and you can find me, and I'm on a fair bit, and you can play with me or send me a message if you want to play with me on any of the games, um, and I'm free to do that. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast.